Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. He's nice, nice. straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. You don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati. From 31 yards, McPherson. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And they did it. They beat Mahomes at home. Wow, Joe Burrow. No way. Only two quarterbacks have won an FBS national title game and a Super Bowl. And that's Joe Namath and Joe Montana. And Joe Burrow's trying to be the third. Hello and welcome to episode 161 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that number, 161. It is the episode that we tell you that the Cincinnati Bengals won the Lamar Hunt Trophy, won the AFC Championship game, and are now preparing for the Super Bowl. Remember it, 161. Nathan Palmer, hello. Oh man, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? You can't make that up. What a game! I feel physically and mentally absolutely <laughs> battered today. But what an experience! What an atmosphere! What a game! Oh lord. Um, yeah, I'm still. It's mm, well. Hmm. Yes, I think I think first of all we should say that uh, there may be some swearing tonight, and I'm not going to blank it out. So you know you're all adults out there, and we're going to use some adult language, but not in a nasty way, but just in a kind of holy fucking fuck sort of way. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'll say it again: holy fucking fuck, we are in the Super Bowl. We are in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's oh, still. No outrageous to say it but what a performance last night what a comeback oh. oh crash bang what a picture unbelievable 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 i mean unbelievable <laughs> just to beat just to beat the chief i mean this is what i mean because you get lost in just the euphoria the euphoria that is the fact that we are in the super bowl and like yeah. goodness me we've won three playoff games back to back against difficult I mean, to go away to the titans you know, get a result there, the number one seed, and then to go into Kansas City and beat them. And I think Kansas City, they were favourites with the bookies for a reason and across the um, across the league to win it. They, The bookies and the rest of the NFL think they're the best team in the NFL. We've yeah. gone in there and beaten them. But not only that, to be down like we were, 21-3, it, it felt like it was going to turn into a bit of a kick-in. Yeah. At one point, I was thinking, goodness me, like, you know, they've done so well to come this far, but it really does look like a this might be a step far. too yeah. far yeah. and it's a bit early and X, Y, and Z. But for them to seriously, and at one point as well, with the bookies, I checked this while it was going on, they were 20 to 1 at one point. That was how far out that they, that the bookies thought they were. Like, literally no chance. And they turned it around and won it in overtime despite, you know, even losing the coin toss. I mean, it's just an unbelievable yeah. bit of swagger from the Bengals to do that. It's just absolutely filthy. Yeah. Um, the way this is going to work is pretty much stream of consciousness in this episode. Not that it never isn't, you know, but in this episode in particular, Nathan and I both went to the London meetup at the fantastic Chili Bomb restaurant last night and what a night that was goodness me grown men crying um just incredible hats off to tim the owner who put on a great uh well just provided a fantastic venue for us to watch fantastic that. venue fantastic and, uh, venue. great food so if you're ever in uh near old street or liverpool street go and check uh, cincinnati chili bomb out and uh, there are lots of sh shouting, screaming. And as Nathan said last week, you know, um, 
it was a chance for me and Nathan to watch a game which we hadn't done for ages, and we picked a good one to watch together, didn't we? Bloody hell. Oh, my goodness me. I must have kissed you about 10 times by summer we won. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Do you know what? I've forgotten how much of an aggressive person you are watching the game. I must have been headbutted by you about three times. I've got a bruise on my, literally a bruise on my cheekbone. Um, you headbutted me in, the, in my nose. I've got bruises all over my shoulders from where you were grabbing me. Honestly, you are so aggressive, man. It's unbelievable. And, you love it, son. But it, it was great. Apart from the bruises and the headbutts, um, it was incredible. And, you know, just to see, so, do you know what? The, the beautiful thing about last night, uh, one thing that really stuck with me, just before the game, about three quarters of an hour before the start, we were all sort of sitting there chatting. Chris Patterson, who's, a lo- who's the loveliest man in the world, lived in Cincinnati, now has lived in London five or six years. And uh, we were just sitting around chatting around. Danny and Chris were there. Duncan Yeadon was there. Um, and uh, a young woman walks in with a Bengal shirt on, a number nine. And I was like, hello, you know, I'm Paul, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, who are you? And she was like, I can't remember her name embarrassingly. But she said, I would have been watching this game on my own and I couldn't face that. And that is what it's all about. People brave enough to come out on their own yeah, and watch 100%. a game with us. And I hope we were like a welcoming bunch. And that that made my heart swell with, with joy, actually. And it turns out she was from Cincinnati as well introduced her to Chris, they went to the same high school. Wow. Uh, And then afterwards met another young woman with a group of her pals. She was from Cincinnati. She couldn't believe the whole kind of scene over here. First she's heard of it. Amazing. Um, You know, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Yeah, I mean, just uh, just from an organisational standpoint, that that really did... um, made make me feel really good about everything and then of course uh felt quite good about the whole thing going forward really from that moment onwards yeah you know? um i must say thank you huge thank you to everyone that's reached out on social media to congratulate us loads of fantastic personal messages you know um and i'm sure you've got some as well nathan um we got as a as a group we got loads of um congratulations from other NFL fan groups in the UK. So uh, it just shows you what a fantastic community the NFL, wider NFL community is in the UK. I even got a message from the UK Steelers group. How about that? (laughs) They said they were going to be rooting for the NFC team, but, you know, grudgingly, they were happy to take uh, their hat off and doff their cap to us, you know. So fair play to them. Um, but yeah, thank you to for all. I mean, a lot of people out there, non-Bengals fans, just fans of the wider NFL, are genuinely pleased to see the Bengals in there. And I think part of it is because, you know, let's face it, we don't reach these heights that often, uh, at least so far. But they just like seeing a new team in the Super Bowl. It's not the Patriots. It's not the, yeah, you know, the true. Chiefs. It's not the Buccaneers or whoever it might be. You know, they like seeing a new young cool team and uh, we are a new cool young team so thanks to everyone's uh messages uh what a night and i hope the guys up in manchester in a meet up at the brotherhood had a fantastic night too i see some great photographs of sarah anger and uh leanne fitzpatrick and tactical giles up there and of course our, our pal phil hatton uh thanks to jamie for organizing all that um Lots of people are asking about a Super Bowl party. We are working very hard to try and come up with something that will suit everyone. So do stay tuned at Today underscore UK, Bengals UK Facebook. Um, so do stay tuned. As you can tell, my throat is a little bit uh, cro- croaky today because I was shouting like an absolute loon last night, as were you, Nathan, weren't you? Oh, mate, I genuinely, like, I'm on fumes today, son. I really am. I mean, it was just every emotion on that day. It was just, I'd see what the atmosphere in there. I mean, you talk about it was a fantastic venue, as we said, but the atmosphere was electric. I mean, everyone in there really was behind the Bengals, and there was just such a, not only were they just behind it, there's so much, like, you know, like you said, that people shouting, jumping up and down, and 
you know, on the tables. I mean, it was it was absolutely raucous in there. It was. Um, it was fantastic. It was. Oh, it was genuinely fantastic. I mean, you never ever forget a moment like that. You never will. It was certainly for me my greatest sporting moment that I've yeah. ever witnessed. You know, top the Titans game yeah. of just a week before. But it just it, it was so so nice to yeah. spend it with everyone as well. I think you, we were sort of went to the Empire Casino for the last two games, and there's no real Bengals fans in there, and it was wonderful. You know, I had a couple of friends there. It was a really good laugh. Yeah. It was a yeah. you know, great venue, etc. But you can't beat that where you've all got a bunch of decent, um, decent lads in there and friends, and um, to all be celebrating that together, just just incredible, incredible experience that I'll never forget. And when uh, Evan McPherson nailed the game winning overtime, I looked around. You, you were crying your eyes out. Your wife Rosie was crying her eyes out. Uh, ben Geordie Ben, who was I was standing next to, was shouting, just kind of screaming in with tears i had to go outside for a little moment i saw chris patterson dancing <laughs> under the television uh, i had to go outside for a little moment and uh, uh dear old ken troop again another guy that just came on his own we, we spoke to ken a lot um on this podcast he sends in a lot of tweets it was great to meet him finally just embrace me and literally crying his eyes out i hope ken doesn't mind me telling you that um and then Shaquille, beautiful Shaquille, was sat there on the bench outside the venue. He lit a massive cigar and just <laughs> he- and just held his head in his hands. Um, it just it just hits you how much it means to people when something like this happens. John Lucarotti just throwing up his Solid arms handle. and screaming his head off. Uh, you know, I Danny and Chris there. You know, all these guys that I hadn't met uh, just fantastic to me. Um, just in bits, <laughs> absolutely emotional bits, you know. So um, thank you to everyone for coming down. And even if you didn't come down, and I'm seeing lots of fantastic celebration shots and videos of people at home, it means equally as much to them and so great to see Bengals Nation. I hate using that phrase, Bengals Nation, but it really did feel like a nation last night, didn't it? Um Hundred percent. You know, 100%. everyone going nuts. It really does mean. Do, do you know? Do you know the? Do you know the so real much. funny thing is the, the real funny thing as well. I think for the Bengals is they love to keep it keep it fun, don't they? It's not you know, none of these games have been easy. Sort no. of 10, 15 point wins where it's sort of you know a bit anticlimactic at the end, but we win. They've all just been nail biters. Interception on the goal line yeah, to yeah. to stop the Raiders. Obviously a fifty two yard field goal on the buzzer from McPherson against the Titans, and then last night. Overtime, of course, it's overtime. Interception, get the ball back, get it down there. Evan McPherson again, <clears throat> you know, field goal kicker to win it. I mean, just the drama to go with it. You you couldn't make up how special those three games have been, and I think this one obviously um, tops the list. Just just incredible. It is right. The way this episode is going to work, there's no guests, no silly songs, no music so much. <laughs> We've got loads. This is this this episode. I think is all about you guys out there. Um, we've got loads of correspondences. So instead of trying to truncate them and squeeze them into the back end of the show, we're just going to go through them straight away and just kind of chip in, um, you know, our own comments about the game and react to your comments. But really, this is all about you and this this episode. Well, every episode is for you guys out there, but specifically this 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 is for you. So um, we will do a bit of quick. Reazione. 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 Ole, ole, ole. Reazione. Reazione. Ole, ole, ole. The Kansas City Chiefs 24, the Cincinnati Bengals 27. It's still weird to say it in overtime. Um, Joe Burrow 200. Does anybody actually care about stats? It's just that we won the game. We are the AFC champions. How cool was it to see Mike Brown on the podium collecting a trophy? Yeah. 86 years old, and whatever you think about Mike Brown, he's, I mean, he must be, I mean, let's face it, he's getting on in years, and I would imagine he never thought he would see the day again that this team would go to the Super Bowl. So I am absolutely delighted for Mike Brown yep, yep. and the Blackburn family. Um, that was so cool. 
Icky Woods presenting it with him. That was fantastic <laughs> with a massive bee on a chain. Unbelievable scenes. Um, yeah, just fantastic. Um, key takeaways from the game. I think a lot of people are saying that we were absolutely roasted in that first half. They looked like a million dollars again. Couldn't keep up with them. Tackling was awful. Couldn't get much going on offence. Um, and yet we made a crucial stop at half-time. You know, what was it? Within the five-yard line. If they'd have gone in 28 uh, Game over, up, I think. That would have yeah. been tricky as, I think. I, I Yeah, I do think that that play by Eli Apple on Tyreek Hill was in, unbelievable. When they, when they got down to the goal line and, you, you know, obviously the penalty on Eli Apple in the first place on Tyreek Hill and it's that first and goal at the one or whatever it was with 13 seconds left. And you, I really just thought then if they if they knock this in there, it's 28-10 at the half and they're getting the ball back and you've got to get the ball off them and then make up 18 points in the second half. It's not impossible. I mean, goodness, goodness me, it would have been... I think probably a step too far for us, but to stop them like that, and then the clock runs out, and then you get into halftime, I just think it completely shifted the momentum because we had that good drive. We went down there and scored, then we stopped them, and I think that just really gave all the players yeah. a bit of a belief going into the half because, as you just said, that first quarter was awful. It really was. It just they, they couldn't get anything going. The Chiefs just completely control every play seven yards here eight yards there eight yards on the run seven yards yeah. to Travis Kelsey and the other big thing and obviously it'll be interesting to see how this plays out when you lose an emotional leader like CJ Uzama to an injury yeah. and he gets carted off I mean that's that's the biggest personality in that locker room you know a real veteran leader experienced you know, he would have absolutely wanted to be out there for that game. And to lose him like that and then, you know, be getting beaten up by the Chiefs in the first quarter, the crowd are on your back. It was a, I mean, it takes some serious bollocks yeah. to do what the Bengals did like that and turn it around. Just absolutely, I couldn't be more, I couldn't be more proud to that. I couldn't. They just, everyone played so fucking well. I know, absolutely. I mean, they absolutely. really made some big, big plays. And it wasn't just one, well, let's talk about Eli Apple because if, what I love about this sport in particular um, is that there are stories within games, you know what I mean? There are, Stories within stories, and and Eli Apple is one such story within the main story. On that, we saw a bit of everything from Eli Apple, and um, he's been a great story throughout the season. I think you know, I think uh, not many people. I think you know, no one really had any high expectations of Eli Apple when he came in, but he's been terrific for the most yeah. part. Um, you know, he, he gave up a DPI, which put the Chiefs deep, deep into our red zone. And then he made that fantastic play um, uh, to stop Tyreek Hill getting in. And then in the second half, he dropped a surefire interception uh, in overtime. Um, I mean, it's quite tricky, but, you know... It, there was a big change. You think, is that the Lewis Billups moment? You know what I mean? That's what yeah, people were calling yeah. it. Um, and yet he sort of redeemed himself. It was a constant kind of push-pull, push-pull game from Eli Apple, you know. And um, But yeah, delighted for him to, to, to come back and be on the winning team and, and, and glad, really glad that that interception wasn't his sort of legacy, do you know what I mean? Or missed interception, rather. Because Lewis Billups, of course, dropped that. I mean, it was even more egregious than this one in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. And if you caught it, we would have won. Uh, and I think the very next play, uh, Joe Montana found John Taylor in the end zone to win with seconds remaining. And of course, for the, throughout the rest of his life, Lewis was known as the guy that dropped the pass in the end zone. A bit like Jeremy Hill will always be known to Bengals fans as the guy who's fumbled, which is unfortunate because... You know, he was a, he was a good solid running back. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm really pleased that the game he wasn't punished for that dropped interception. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, lots of things going on in that game, though. I mean, God, I mean, T. Higgins had, was was blatantly fouled uh, on a what looked as though it was going to be a TD pass in the first quarter from or second quarter from Joe. Joe Burrow, um, 
as you couldn't stop, as you say, we couldn't stop a thing, could we? Just could not stop a thing. No, it, it was dangerous. I mean, they had the ball three times and <laughs> scored three times with very, very little resistance. It was just... And I said at the start of the game, you know, people, I was talking to some friends about what did the Bengals need to do to win that game? And I said, they've just got to stay in the game. You know, they've just got to compete. They've just got to make sure at the start they're not getting kicked. You know, keep it in the contest, keep it tight. And I think you trust Joe Boy and the moxie of this team to to maybe get us over the edge where we would never have thought that in the past, that, you know, you'd actually have someone that you could just back in tight situations to win you games. It's not been something the Bengals mm. have been very good at for the last couple of years and I just thought if we go down early it might just be a step too far I mean the Kansas City Chiefs are an unbelievable team they've been to the Super Bowl um, countless times they won it um, the year before Um, just a fabulous talented team you can't afford to have to come back from sort of 15 20 points whatever it might be and at the start I really by the sort of middle of the second quarter I was really thinking to myself oh this is looking really you know, it really was getting a bit out of yeah. hand because they just they couldn't stop anything in that first quarter. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it really looked like it, didn't it? I mean, wow. Um, but then the exact same thing happened in the second half to the game in week 17. We limited the Chiefs to three points. And again, it was something that we didn't see coming. But... You know, whatever was said at halftime, whatever was, you know, whatever they spiked the Gatorade with, whatever they did, whatever... What would Lou do? I tell you, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, what would he do? He must have tinkered and, you know, just kind of tweaked everything and given him a kick It's like that special stuff in Space Jam, isn't it, that he's given out? Yeah. Um, Give us a what would Lou do, son. You're the, you're the, you're the best one for it. What would Lou do? <laughs> oh dear Lou bloody hell oh, I can't do that anymore um, yeah he, he I mean again Anaruma had a fantastic second half didn't he and I think I think he changed things I think he started it's been well documented again they only rushed three for a lot of that second half uh, and put eight on the back end so they were covering a lot more and they were tackling so much better in the second half. Like Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, you know, Von Bell was all over the place and um, in a good way. Um, I love the fact that people like, they really they really seem to me to zero in on those kind of quick crossing routes that uh, in the flat like Tyreek Hill was doing and the way the Chiefs have been using that over the past, you know, six weeks or so. Instead of trying to find the big play all the time, they're getting you, as you say, with those sort of seven, eight-yard passes, those six, seven-yard runs, and they're not looking for the big plays uh, as much. They're, as Romo said in the commentary, trying to... Well, they're patient now, which makes them a bit scarier. But we seem to clamp down on that in the second half. Trey Flowers had a break-up on, uh, on Kelsey. Mike Hilton had an outstanding game. Um... You know, and because the coverage was so much better, we started to rattle uh, Mahomes. You could see it, couldn't you? You could see he was a bit rattled. Well, it's a testament to how good that coverage was because there was times where he was back in the pocket, moving around, running around, and he had five, six, seven, eight seconds to move around and um, try and find a pass downfield, and he couldn't. And you know how good Mahomes is at extending the play, and you've got people like Tyreek Hill, arguably the fastest player in the league, a talent like Travis Kelsey, Michael Hardman's slippery as well, and they, they, he couldn't really do it in the second half. They just whoever, whatever they were doing. Um, in the secondary, worked absolute wonders because a lot of those sacks, most of them were coverage sacks. Oh, there yeah, wasn't yeah, many yeah. that that were, you know, Trey Hendrickson just absolutely dominating his man, and you know, down goes Mahomes. They were they were quite sort of took a while to get going, but I mean, yeah, just just an absolutely unstoppable performance. But that, the defense has been so good yeah. all year. They've yeah. had they've had slip ups, they've had um, bad games, whatever, but they've just been really professional is the way I'd put it. They've always been pretty good. They also just, they really bailed the offense out at some times. Yeah, yeah, they've they've yeah, been yeah. so good at forcing the turnovers. Like I, I know it sounds like a crazy thing to say Joe Burrow, the last two games, he's been pretty good, but he's not 
torn anyone up for five touchdowns yeah, and you know, the game has been like he, he's been he's been good don't get me wrong he's he's played well when it matters he's he limited his turnovers he had one in both games you know you take that it's not terrible but he's not by any means just taken the game over and won us it and the defense is sitting there on the bench mm. they've made critical critical plays yeah in both games, to hand the game to us. Last night, that first play of overtime, you think, goodness me, Chiefs have got the ball. That's a real problem. The stadium's going mental. All they've got to do, really, you know, touchdown against the Bills like they did last yeah, week, and it's yeah. over. Field goal, and, you know, puts a lot of pressure on us to match it, at least. Second play, wasn't it? Interception. Unbelievable play yeah. by Von Bell. Yeah. Still br- brings it back to the 40-yard line. All we need is 20 yards. Same as last week when we got the interception against the Chiefs. 20 yards. Joe Boy can do that. Lovely pass to T. Higgins to move things into field goal range. And that's all she wrote. And that's on the defence, as was that incredible interception by B.J. Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Game-changing play that to flip the field like that, to not only stop the Chiefs, but to get the ball inside the sort of 30-yard line or whatever. I mean, he's been... Well, I mean, that trade just get him to be <laughs> no, for right? Billy Price. Billy Price, you know, first round pick, really could never get it going for the Bengals. You trade him, bring in BJ. I mean, he's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's just provided great depth. He's played at a high standard. Well, now now, to... now, Ogun Job is not there. He's a starter. You know, exactly, so exactly. What, I mean, a, what a story! Again, the, another story within a story. You know what I mean? Yeah, just incredible trade from the Bengals to make a move like that. Historically, not necessarily been too active on that side of things but just another example of a fantastic addition this off season mm. on the defensive side of the ball i mean that defense you take out the guys that they brought in in the off season on that defense you know mike hilton awuzie um ogan joby obviously um bj hill it goes on and on just just the be- the defense would be so much worse oh, yeah, than yeah, it is yeah. now. I think they've just, I mean, obviously Hendrickson as well. Mm. I, they've just been, you've got to give so much credit first to um, Duke Tobin and the front office, but also to Lou and to Zach Taylor because mm. they've obviously sat down and said, you know, who do we want to bring in here? High character guys, people that have got these this type of skill set. And I mean, it couldn't have it couldn't have gone together any better. It's like a beautiful cocktail that they've all just sort of sat there and sort of brewed up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's incredible. It's incredible talent evaluation, I'd have to say. Yeah. And I, what I love about this team, I mean, you're absolutely right. What I love about this team is that everyone is making plays. It's not just a... That's exactly The it. American media, I read somewhere today, it's like, yeah, the Rams are favourite because they've got more superstars than the Bengals. And they seem to be absolutely obsessed uh, with superstars, you know, and um, we don't really have them. But you look at the players on our team, and all of them, to a man, have been making plays. DJ Reed has been excellent, you know, as you yeah. mentioned. BJ Hill interception last night. Um, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Old Mother Hubbard, absolutely incredible down the stretch last night when everyone was knackered. Yeah, that's a good point. That sack that Sam Hubbard made that pushed them back at the end of regulation yeah. time, yeah. where he just dropped into sort of coverage and just was the spy on Mahomes, and then he chose his moment and sprinted to him and pushed him back. And um, I mean, he lost the ball actually, but they managed to recover. That, that would have been an incredible way to win. Well, it, it would if, yeah, if, it if we'd recovered that fumble. That'd have been absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Trey Flowers, signed from nowhere, great special yeah. teams plays last week, broke yeah. up some crucial passes this week. Yeah. You know, you could go through it. Jesse Bates, basically, he tipped the ball out of Hill's hands last night, it went to Von Bell for the interception. Eli Apple, Cheeto's making play. Everyone, Logan Wilson with interceptions. Jermaine Pratt with huge tackles. You know, yeah. you could go through the whole It's ridiculous, team. It's ridiculous isn't it? And like, then, who's playing badly on that defense? No one, or no, even, one, who, no who, one. Who's been quiet? I mean, no every, it's just outrageous, isn't it? No one at all. And then you look on the offensive side of things, P. Ryan with an amazing touchdown yesterday. Who'd have thought yeah, that? Yeah, fair, fair plays, fair plays at a game. That was there. great. That was, that was that, play. Yeah. Um, you know, T. Higgins making absolutely crucial clutch catches down the stretch and throughout that second half. Trent Taylor catching yeah. a two-point conversion. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> mental. Everybody is contributing, and I, you know, love that. I mean, the offensive line held up just about. I saw a notice that Denergy was taken out last night and 
Carmen was put in quite early. And, you know, one sack, something like four pressures. I mean, you'd take that all day long. Yeah, yeah. But going back to Joe Burrow, so he, I, I agree with you. Because last night I thought he wasn't quite his accurate best. Um, he was trying to fit the ball in some very, very tight windows to the tight ends, especially I seem to remember. And there's a few errant passes. Um, but what, you know, you can kind of nitpick and whatnot. But the fact is, his leadership again, his, again, we talk about his testicles, but, you know, the heaviness <laughs> and the density of those bollocks are just, they're like, they're just like and the size. Boulders. Yeah, they're, and I think they're growing all the time, actually. He's got a couple of planets in his pants, I think. Um <laughs> But that I tell play it, on third and six where he got out uh, of the unbelievable. was it Chris, was it Chris Jones or yeah 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 it was Chris Jones yeah yeah unbelievable yeah. and you know what is again this is the thing because the narrative I've been listening to a few national podcasts you know and while they love the fact that the Bengals are there the narrative is that the Chiefs threw away that game it wasn't the Bengals beat them it was the Chiefs that threw it away and you get this with Burrow's um, scrambling as well. Uh, when Mahomes scrambles, it's like, what an amazing guy, what an amazing play. You know, he's avoided like two or three people. Amazing, amazing, what a guy, Hall of Fame. You know, let's try and climb into your ass as far as we can go. And then... <laughs> calm, calm yourself down, son. When, But when Joe Burrow does it, it's like, oh, well, the offensive line's awful, so he's got to run. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, come on. And he was... He was great. He made some really crucial, crucial scrambly wamblies last night, didn't he? Oh, he did. And, you know, he he made some really clutch third down throws as well. And the receivers stepped up. I mean, T Higgins, I thought, had a really good game yesterday. He just made some really clutch catches when it mattered on third down. And, you know, Joe, the thing is with Joe Boy as well, like, you you can't just you can't get greedy and just expect him to go into every game and throw for 400, no, 500 no, yards no. and you know, four touchdowns. He's going to have those games, especially on the road against the Titans and the yeah, Chiefs, the, yeah, num the number yeah. one seed and obviously, you know, arguably the best team in football um, in Kansas City. And I, I think that, you know, he just, what he's done is his confidence and leadership ability has just completely infected that whole team. Yeah. They all believe, and you saw him last night when they won and that kick from McPherson <laughs> goes through, he just looked like it was a regular season week three. Yeah. He looked pretty relaxed. He's pretty pumped. He's in a good mood. He's excited, but he's not getting carried away. You know, he fully believes everything that's coming out of his mouth. He's very confident. And mm. I think when you've got a guy like that, that's the face of your franchise leading you from the front, everyone believes because they're like, well, you know, I want to come and play for this guy. That's why the Bengals now, like you were saying about being like a cool young team, I think the media, for the large part, is respecting the hell out of the Bengals. You've got people like yeah, yeah. Colin Coward going out there saying he thinks Joe Burrow's just on a different planet. He loves him. And I mean, people were picking the Bengals, quite a few national media um, analysts, even though they were four to one with the bookies. I mean, there's quite a few people going out there saying, you know, I think the Bengals are going to do this. Um, we're a sexy team because of Joe Burrow. And I think that. Everyone's talking about free agency and stuff and all the cat room we've got. People will want, he's the X factor. People are going to look at him and be like, Jesus Christ, I want to come and play with him. And you look at someone in the offseason just gone, like Kenny Golladay, mm. who we were trying to recruit and there was a lot of chatter about him coming here. I mean, you look at his decision. How, how silly does that look in hindsight well, now? Exactly, to go to yeah. the Giants and play for Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the mess they've got over there at the moment, when you could have come and played and been on this Super Bowl team. I mean, I'm, I, if you got him, you might not have drafted Jamal Chase. So thank God we didn't. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that, that's, you know, when you think about that, you just think, wow. Like, he, it just is such an unbelievable thing for Bengals fans to have. And that's why we just need to look after the geezer. Because if you keep him going, this probably won't be the last Super Bowl we're talking about on this podcast. Um, snip, wow, bloody hell. There's a statement. Um Sneaky, uh, good game. Joe Mixon last night. Yeah, I. Do you know what I was going to say? That extremely hard in it. I mean, he he, he was getting nothing in that first half, and yet you know he pretty much closed out that game. Two crucial clutch runs. 
And I think 100%. we all, I think we all had Jeremy Hill flashbacks going into in overtime. Don't fumble it, don't fumble it. But you know that was ridiculous. That's what I mean. Past experiences scar us. Um, and it, it, one point I wanted to make actually, um, I was thinking about this today. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying it is surreal. I, I'm still, I'm still not sunk in yet. I don't think, I don't think it's sunk in for me yet. I mean, it was very emotional, and I had to go outside and have a moment and a cigarette by myself and just to calm down. <laughs> um, but you know, it felt, it felt amazing. But it hasn't completely sunk in yet, and um, it's. <sighs> People say it's surreal and it's weird and it hasn't sunk on that and I don't believe it and all this kind of stuff. And I don't think that's to do with the the players especially or the team because we know this is a good team with great players. So why should there be surprise? Why should there be really? But I think it is more down to us fans, me included, because of what we've been through. And because I think the Bengals have only, in, in, in years that we've supported them, have only given you moments. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Von Bell completely shellacking Juju Smith Schuster. It's yeah. it's um, you know Carson Palmer to uh, Chad Johnson in the end zone, two hundred yard day for a game. It's AJ Green catching a last second pass against the Ravens. It's yeah, you know, they're moments. It's 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 going back in to the reg- in the regular season as well, yeah. which is all just you it's, know, and they give you moments to be excited about. Carl Pickens catching that last second. Uh, touchdown against the Steelers in the late 90s. You know, they give you moments to hang on to and you just kind of think, do you know what? I support a team like this and that's the way it's going to be. You know, I don't mind. I've I've reconciled that with with myself. I support a team and love a team that's going to give me moments, but it's going to give me a lot of crap as well. You know, and that's part of being a sports fan and, you know, whatever. But this does feel different. It does feel, you know success could be sustained success could be attainable um and that's why i think this doesn't quite feel real at the moment because we're so used to celebrating moments but not any sustained success uh well, it, it, yeah it's, it's just you know crazy I mean? isn't it yeah it's just i mean when we beat the raiders i think that was just such a I think for every Bengals fan out there, that's all you could think of. There was no realistic, I, no one out there, I, I, apart from Nigel Granger, really seriously. Shout thought, out to Nigel for throughout yeah, the season. Like, Jesus he's he's been incredibly positive and and uh, unwavering in his belief that this yeah. team would go all the way. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. But I mean, all of us realistically. I mean, the Bengals. You got to remember, they were pretty good in the regular season. They mm. were no, no, really, no better than that. You know, and I think everyone was like, "Cool, if we made the playoffs, that'd be really good, wouldn't it? That'd be really impressive." And we really set the bar very low for ourselves, and that's partly because we've been pretty awful for the last two seasons, and also because historically, as you're sort of alluding to, that's the sort of measuring stick of success. Like, if we could just win this one playoff game and yeah. because the Bengals were a bit up and down and they, you know, they did have some good wins and they got hot towards the end of the season, just even getting to the playoffs felt like a big achievement for a young team and, you know, sort of building it and all of that. And it was like, well, oh, that's good. isn't it, you know, we've made the playoffs and you think, God, if we could just get a win, like that would be, that was almost the Holy grail for us that win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that win against the Raiders, it was like, goodness me, like, the curse is gone, 30 <laughs> years of that playoff win, like, we yeah. actually won this game, incredible. And then all of a sudden, these two wins against the Titans and the Chiefs, I mean, I, I, that's why I think it's hard to fathom, because you didn't expect it. You know, it's mm. like you've, you've, you've sort of, like, um, you've won a car in, like, you know, some sort of game show or something, and they say, actually, here's another car, here's another car, they just keep giving you stuff, because <laughs> no one expected this, or even... Had any serious aspirations? <laughs> I don't think uh, six weeks ago, apart from seven Nigel, weeks obviously. ago, apart apart from <laughs> Nigel, to realistically say, actually, we could get to the Super Bowl and actually believe it. You know, there's always a chance it's sport, but no one seriously thought that. And I think that's why this success at the moment feels quite it's it's quite hard to sink in because yeah. it's far far above and beyond I think any of us could have ever dreamed of. I mean last year we celebrated a backup quarterback in Ryan Finley <laughs> passing for 20 yards in a game or whatever it was and sneak <laughs> sneaking in 
for a, for a touchdown against the Steelers. You know, these are the moments that we celebrated. And being a Bengals fan is great because of the community and the fans and the friends that we've made. And I wouldn't change it for anything. But I tell you what, right now, Joe Burrow has not only helped to change the mindset of the players, I think he's changing the mindset of the fans as well. And that yeah, reach, 100%. That, so true. That, uh, as I say, that reach and that kind of... Uh, you know, inspiration is, I mean, that's quite rare, isn't it? So, listen, we're proud as punch. And going forward, you know, they say this is the standard from now on. Why shouldn't it be? Why Why shouldn't it be? I, I mean, I it, it is think, right now. So why shouldn't it be going forward? I think if you keep Joe Burrow as quarterback of this team, it's a bit like an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady scenario. And you look at Tom Brady stepping away from the game and someone posted out his regular season record since he entered the league. And I don't think there. I think there was maybe one season when he won less than ten games out of sixteen, and it was just eleven and five, twelve and four. You know, these yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, sixteen and zero in there as well. And you look at that and you think, bloody hell! Like that's with, you know, throughout his time, he would have had different head coach. It was not different head coaches, but different coordinators. Different, like whole teams would have changed around on offense and defense. Yeah, yeah. But this one guy has just kept this team, the Patriots and the Bucks constantly competitive every year not even just competitive but like a serious contender every year yeah. you look at Aaron Rodgers you can laugh about Aaron Rodgers all you want X and Y but the Packers are good every year when he's healthy they always make the playoffs they're always involved in the chat and I think it's a bit like that with the Bengals now it's like if Joe Burrow is is the quarterback of this team and he's healthy which is just, I can't stress the importance of that I think you can have anyone. I think maybe me and you could coach this team to some wins. I mean, he's just that good and he's, he just brings that like moxie and confidence and leadership to the team. Well, and just a and steely that, edge. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's for, like, for Bengals fans going forward, hmm. you say about changing the mindset and everything. I can't imagine that with him healthy for 17 games – that we're going to have many, if any, like seasons where you're going to win or go below 500. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the crazy, exciting thing. You know, the, the, like I said before, it might not be the last Super Bowl we talk about on this podcast. You'd say anything less than a playoff win would be a real disappointment next year. You know, you're you're expecting that. Yeah. They should be going to the yeah, the Super Bowl, the AFC title. That's the plan, mm. and you can actually get behind and believe that. Whereas we've, I don't think seriously in the past we've ever gone into a season and thought, I actually think this year we should probably win the Super Bowl or that should be our goal. It's always like, let's just see what happens, yeah. and you know, maybe we get in the playoffs, and who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think. That, like you said, it has changed that mindset a little bit now where people do seriously believe in this team. Indeed. Well, listen, congratulations to Zach, his staff, all the players. We wish CJ Uzama all the best. Let's hope he can make it. Reports coming out that he's got a, um, uh, what is it, Um, MCL sprain, which is healable. So let's hope he can make it back in two weeks. But, you know, it's quite a tall order, isn't it? But anyway, let's hope so. And let's also get to your correspondence. Uh, We promised them and we just prattled on for 40 minutes. Um, Rosie at Rosie underscore May 16. Still not quite over it. Don't think I've ever been that emotional over a game. I said we'd have a good year, but didn't imagine we'd be at the Super Bowl. Just incredible. Don't think it will be long before people come after Anarumo. He's so good at fixing what isn't working. Interesting, because he did have an interview with the Giants, didn't he? But I don't think he... Got, well, he didn't get that job. Brian Dabble did, so... Um, Michael Smith at conniving underscore crow. Solid uh, handle. I'm so proud of the team, but I'm so proud of the fans who support the team through the good, the bad, and the shocking handles. I will never forget this season for the rest of my life. Come on, Bengals, let's bring old Vince home. We, we haven't lost a game since he changed his handle know, to conniving pro. Well, Andrew Dockerell here at Dockers77 also makes a point. Simply wow, 3-0 and with the tailgate. Uh, so we've been doing playoff tailgates and we're undefeated. Uh, so we'll have to do one for the Super Bowl. I said it since 2019, but there's just something intangibly different in Joe Burrow. There were so many LSU playoff vibes in his pocket scrambles and as for the defence, three points and a half. That's what Lou do. <laughs> we aren't done. Go on, Lou. 
Yeah, it's just remarkable, isn't it? The way that game switched. Do you know what? Apparently there was a few conspiracy theories knocking about on the social media, which is unusual for social media, I must say. But um, <laughs> they, they were, some people were accusing of them of losing on purpose for some reason. Because the turnaround really yeah, cause the turnaround was so ridiculous, so stark, that uh, it just couldn't couldn't happen. But anyway, there As a go. Chiefs fan, you would be... Because you, you're not, you're not, you know, naturally as a fan of the opposing team, you're not sat there just wanting to sort of put praise on the Bengals. But you, you would be furious that you had thrown it away like that because they were so in control, the Chiefs. I mean, they literally, you know, even if they're slightly conservative there at the end and they say rather than slinging it out in the flats a Tyreek Hill, you just take the field goal or you throw it at the end zone. Mm, mm. I mean, they also got the ball back after the half and... You know, they, they, like I said, the Bengals were 20 to 1. You're well out of sight. You would be fuming if you were one of their fans because they, as much as we played really, really well in the yeah. second half, it also doesn't come without them, um, you know, pissing themselves a little bit. Stuart Davis at Stu Davis. Like everyone else, none of this seems real. It seems like I'm watching it on a TV in an alternate universe. Hats off to everyone. Zach, Lou, the players, the front office, Joey B, McFearless, but most importantly, the fans, my throat's going. It's going to be a crazy two weeks. One more game for history. Excuse me. Jamie at Trequat Beaster, I have mysterious bruises. You're not the only one, Jamie. Um, <laughs> my head feels like there's a smoke alarm going off in it. I drank half a bottle of Red Stag and chucked it straight back up. How oh, delightful. <laughs> All of this is worth it because mine and your Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Indeed. Um, Matthew Catterall at MX Cat. From getting together in a pub in London, talking about setting up Bengals UK to this. It's been a hell of a ride and the thing is, it's only just started. Joe and the gang are here for, for years to come. I mean, that's the point. We made. I mean, they could if they played it right. They made the right signings, the re-signings, the drafting. Still has to be good. Free agent signing. They're never going to... Well, I say they're never going to sign loads of free agents, but they have in the past two years. But, you know, I would expect uh, it to be not as... Friends, no, it wasn't exactly a frenzy, but I don't think we'll see the, the right the, or the same amount of players... Uh, coming and going in free agency. Although, you know, we do have a lot of people out of contract in the season. But let's not talk about that because it's not over yet. Um, Helen Sterling. Helen Sterling. Still can't believe it. I'm surprised I didn't pull my hair out watching the game. Can't stop watching the highlights on repeat. And also really hoping CJ can heal up to play in two weeks. Been one of my faves this year. Here, here, oh, Helen. CJ. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, chatting to Rosie outside the... The uh, Cincinnati Chili Bomb last night. She was she was debating whether to actually go in and watch overtime because she didn't think she could she could do it, but um, she did obviously. Uh, Odat at DZE Vini Vidivici, where we bengaled them with each unexpected victory. This team's self belief is growing again. Very few penalties yesterday. Smart football. So full credit to the players and coaches. Now on to the final chapter. This time. <laughs> It's the Sorcerer versus the Apprentice. Well, there you go. That's a good way to look at it. McVeigh versus Zach. Incredible. Uh, Martin at Dorset Pengel. This team. Incredible night for all Bengals fans. I was too young last time to appreciate this moment, this fortnight leading up to the Super Bowl. This time, I'm going to savour every second. We have all earned it by sticking with them no matter what. It is yeah, us. Great point. Derek Davis at DD Davis 02. Even though the stakes were higher, beating a team the second time doesn't surprise me anymore. First Ravens game proves Joey B doesn't have to play his bollocks off to win every game. From then on, I have been a believer they can win it all. Well, there you go, Derek. Go on, Derek. Look at you and your belief. I don't know. That's very good. Rob Hill at 3003 Rob. Not a shocking handle. Uh, was genuinely confident all week, but Mahomes eviscerated us first half and it was brutal. It wasn't a fun viewing experience. Um, last week I told you our defence was better than the Bills. First half looked like a mug. Second half they proved me right. 
There you go. Do, do you know what I'd nice. say just quickly on that as well, that I think such a testament to how well the Bengals played. One of my friends pointed this out. He said, you know what, Mahomes had a good game. And oh, I think yeah, that's yeah. the crazy thing for the Bengals is like you Mahomes played well. He didn't he didn't throw it away, just you know, rash fumbles or interceptions or anything. He was pretty good. I mean he played a good game. He was mm-hmm. mobile, he threw the ball well, he had some great passes down the field. We still beat him. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did look a bit rattled, though, in the second half, I think, because he was starting to miss passes, and passes were starting to be broken up, especially in uh, in his favourite area. I think Romo was, was sort of saying during the commentary, you know, they always used to look for the big play, but now they're moving the ball by just being patient, and these Tyreek Hill crossing routes, you know, because it's using his speed. Instead of sort of up and down speed, it's sort of left to right, you know, catching the ball and then... Yeah, you know, but they were taking those out and Kelsey and oh goodness me, it was good stuff. Donnie, Ippy Don, after years of anguish, disappointments and ridicule, it's been an amazing season for us fans. But this roster are immune to all of that. They fear no team. They don't consider themselves underdogs. And now followers, fans, don't feel like underdogs too. We are winning the Super Bowl. There you go. Neil Gillett at Neil352. Best night of my Bengals following life. Next season will mark 40 years of Bengals fandom. Um, amazing. All at Armaduke Panache. Solid handle. Like Jamie, I also have mysterious bruises. Two absolute beauties on my arm. Can't bloody believe it. Buzzing off me nut, as they say. Had a victory playlist on my commute, running on absolute fumes in meetings, but couldn't be happier. Uh, Sean at Disciple of Ange, big lads to, the, big thanks to the lads for organising Manchester last night. What a night! And it's amazing watching nobody really panic when we're behind. That's a good point, isn't it? I mean, I I don't I didn't expect them to come back, but I. You know, it's fairly sort of like, yeah, whatever happens, happens now, you know. Um, were you kind of like that? I don't know, really. I mean, I I, I, I really thought that they verged on multiple occasions on the, on the edge of it being done. I thought mm. that if they, when they went down, I think, what was it? They were down like 18-3 or something or whatever it was and, um, they went down the field and scored the touchdown or 21-3 or whatever. I thought that then was like just about got themselves out of jail. And I did think if the Chiefs scored right at the end of the half there, I thought the game would have been over then. So mm. I thought they really flirted with the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but within what they did, I did always think they had a chance. They've just done really well. Do you know what the Bengals have been done in the last two games against the Titans and the Chiefs? They've been like a heavyweight slugfest boxing match. It's been, yeah, it's been like yeah. a real sort of back and forth, chip away, don't be afraid to kick a field goal, just score more. I know it sounds really basic, but on your first possession versus their first possession, just score more points to them, just outdo them. Even if it's 3-0, you score a field goal, they get nothing, you get the ball back, you just outdo them. And they just, they've really just dug in and played gritty football, stuff that they've not done for a long time. So I think knowing that, you do feel more confident that, if they do get in situations like that, they can come back. And that would be so, so good for their confidence because they were always pretty bad at um, these sort of tight games at the end. And can they come back and get a big win? They lost quite a few um, early on in Zach's career and they, they never seemed to go our way. And I think just getting a couple of those wins, just the belief in this team now, I mean, they, they will think if they go down 20 points or 14 points to the Rams, and I really hope they don't, but they won't think it's over. They'll know that they can come back. They know they've got the talent. Guys are going to put their ad in the ring and say, look, we can make this happen, either side of the ball. So, I'm just so so happy, my son. Mm -hmm. Tom Lawrence, Tommy Jalapeno. Solid Where to start? Second half, the D was brilliant. The team came up big with big plays at the crucial moments. As we said before, this is what this team does. And not just one or two guys, but all of them. Uh, making plays. Chris Hood at Hooday CP. I'm still too numb to collect my thoughts. I've even rewatched the game to make sure it wasn't a dream. Well, Mark Goldstein at Mark Goldstein 83. Oh, what a night. That is all. Carry on, fine gentlemen. Um, Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. 
Solid handle. How do you even describe or comprehend what happened last night? It feels like a dream. The Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumu are the new masters of half-time adjustments. Just brilliant. Uh, uh, unpronounceable symbol at MJ Stewart. Um, surreal. I still can't believe the turnaround half-time. This team is the stuff of legend. Here we go. Here we go. Nigel Granger at Fleet underscore Risk. Here he is. All I have to say, it's short and sweet, this message. All I have to say is, I told you all months ago. <laughs> As you did, Nigel. No no, uh, no back chat from us on that one. Uh, Westy1121 at Kane21014. Cannot wait. Don't make me cry again, please. We'll try not. Well, if I start singing again next week, Westy, then you probably will start crying. Um Andrew Townsend at Andrew Townsend 2. Last night was the single most exhilarating sporting moment of my life. This game is amazing. And you two guys are what makes it special. You are the linchpin of this UK community. And together with others, you have built something special. So who day, boys? Who day? Thank you very much. Who day? Cheers, mate. Um, Killian at uh, Malloy00. It doesn't feel real. Like the rest of us, I'm on cloud nine. Magical night. And um, I think we'll probably just leave it there, really. Thank you very much for all your brilliant correspondence. Keep it going. Um, next week, there'll be bells and whistles in the podcast, don't worry. But we just thought we'd take a bit of time to reflect because, as I mentioned last week, the kind of the momentum and the speed in which all this happens is sometimes overwhelming. So it's always good to take uh, a breath, really, and just chat about it and... Uh, and I think these two weeks, you've seen what happens in Super Bowl weeks, right? It's the crazy media stuff. It's, you know, kind of everyone, you know, people on chat, you know, plays on chat shows and things like that. We've got that to look forward to. Who would you most like to see on a chat show, Nathan, in terms of players? Oh, got to be Joe Boy, isn't it? I mean, he, you go on. The geezer just—he's quite an interesting character. He's quite dry when he talks, Joe Boy, but he—he he likes sliding a little cheeky sort of like um, little cheeky joke here and there. Like, I—I I, I just want him to see more of the geezer. See, see what he's got to say. Yes, um, I don't know. Trenton Irwin. <laughs> you wouldn't—you <laughs> wouldn't have Eli Apple on because uh, if you follow him on social media, you realise uh, he doesn't uh, hold back, does he, old Eli? He likes a bit of a verbal scrap. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't muck around. DJ Reader, I think, would be fun on a chat show. Uh, yeah, he would be. He definitely would. He's, he's such a top geezer, DJ Reader. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so um, we're going to wind down, I think. We're going to have a rest. We're going to have an early night and uh, get primed we're ne- and we're ready. Ne- we're never getting a break from this podcast, are we? Like, no, no but Normally at this time of the year, me and you are sort of having a couple of weeks off. And yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. You know, just sort of kicking our feet up and watching the playoffs and, you know, getting towards the Super Bowl. And you bloody hell, it's been absolutely full on, isn't it, in January? I mean, it's just it's, been crazy. It, it's like Senior Bowl next week, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I know that there's just not, but I don't honestly don't think on Twitter I've seen one Bengals fan start chatting about the draft. I haven't seen yeah. any of it. The draft I'm is like, banned from this podcast until at least one hundred percent until yeah. March, I think. Um, but uh, yes, we'll be back next week um, to you know preview the Super Bowl. Normally we preview the Super Bowl, don't we? But uh, the Bengals aren't anywhere near it. But this time we're going to be previewing the Super Bowl with the Bengals in it, which is going to be both surreal, absolutely, incredibly exciting. Uh, we'll try and get you some good special guests and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Um, do tweet at us at uh, Houday underscore UK. Uh, get in contact with us on Facebook, Bengals UK. We should have some news about, uh, or hoping to, about some sort of meetup. Uh, logistically, it's a bit of a nightmare, but uh, some sort of meetup for the Super Bowl. So keep it tuned. Uh, Can I say one last thing, my son, before you? Yes, you, you may. Turns out, do you know what's crazy with this? Is you look at a lot of the Bengals fans that are fans today, and you, obviously ones that have been around a bit longer, like over twenty or thirty years, whatever. They always. If they say, well, why were you a Bengals fan? They always say, 
because of the Super Bowl and the Super Bowls. And I saw him as, you know, that was a real big reason for people sort of finding out about the team and giving them sort of mm. um, the stage to put the Bengals on a national stage. You're talking about people being on talk shows. And I think you forget the Super Bowl, the reach of it and the global audience of it. This game, regardless of the outcome, will like bring and introduce more people to the Bengals than any other thing out there. There's going to be so many kids, um, people yeah. in foreign countries, people that just have never really sort of got along with the NFL before that might watch this game, be like, oh, I might be a Bengals fan. It, the exposure and the it, – it's a real sort of legacy thing being in the Super Bowl. And you look back on those – we've only ever been to two and we've never won one. They always get referenced. How often does it come up? The you know the 49ers game, this game, that play in the Super Bowl, just the absolute national scale of it. And I, I think it's just an incredible, incredible achievement for the Bengals, just for the for the whole franchise to lift itself, to elevate mm. itself, to get itself in the press, to win new fans, and build that global brand that the NFL is obviously obviously the NFL is. So it's just I don't know, man. It it, it makes you want to pinch yourself because it's just such a such an incredible thing to be a part of, you know. Yeah, it really is. And um, as I say, the community, you know, when things are tough, the community was the fun thing about it, obviously. But now you've got the community plus the fact that the team are doing extraordinarily well, which equals a lot of excitement. And um, yeah. So uh, stay tuned for more news about Super Bowl stuff. We'll be back next week. Enjoy your week. And uh, it is a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.